Cheers. Hello. Welcome. And cheers. Welcome to the Dad Life Podcast. My name's Chris. And I'm Ryan. And we've not been here in a while. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of shit go down. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I don't even know where to. Well, I know where to begin. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Dad Life Podcast, and what we do is always drink a beer. And uh, I brought one for Chris. Chris, what are we what are we drinking here? Thanks for bringing it along. It's called Check Your Head. Check spelled C Z E C H, like the Czech Republic. Like the Czech Re- Czech Republic. It's a uh, a Czech style pilsner. And a pilsner is a uh, a light, easy drinking beer. It's yeah. uh, showing six percent alcohol, forty two IBUs, international bitterness units. Everybody from the is that a proper brewing company? That- Salt Lake City. Yeah, gosh darn right. Boom. And it gives you a flavor profile. Lots of hop, a little Lots bit of bitter, hop. and some herbal. Little herb. Yeah, it's delicious. It is good. It's a light little beer. Not little. It's kind of big. It's, it's, it's an easy drinker. Um, so you are listening to the Dad Life Podcast. It's been uh, uh, a little while since yeah. we've recorded. We have uh, just kind of recently come out of shutdown mode or... Um, quarantine mode. Quarantine. Like It's been a little scary around here. It, the closest we've been to, to lockdown since the, the, the onset of this yeah. whole pandemic. Um, yep. Utah's numbers were, were blasting through the roof. Still are. Still are. It's all insane. Um, so we had the two weeks prior to Thanksgiving a mandated don't hang out with anybody yep. outside of your household, yep. which we abided by. We didn't. Uh, we had we had to turn some some faces away at the mm-hmm. door and said, "Sorry, no, we're gonna we're gonna stay home and abide by the yep. the rules." And then we come out of it, and here we are recording another episode. Kind of came out of it. You sort guys, of. You guys came out of it. We went on another two week lockdown, so it's been a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, right before Thanksgiving, I had that whole week off, really looking forward to taking, taking some time off, and that Sunday, one of Reese's friends was over, it was right after the official two-week ma- mass mandate ended, oh, excuse me, and um, that Monday, we found out that she was positive for COVID. The friend. The friend. Right. Not not your daughter. Not our daughter. Um, so, we went in quarantine, which was awful, because the- we didn't leave the house at all. Um, and we went then, to the store, right? I didn't. Oh. I think Courtney did once. You never left? Oh. Uh-uh. For two damn weeks? No. I made it a week and a half because we were tested for COVID. Okay. Because Reese got a cold and uh-huh. gave it to everybody. So Beautiful. as soon as she got a cold, we got tested. Mm-hmm. And it came back as a cold. Yeah. Um, which was good. You know, that was that was a little scary. But it came back as just a normal cold. and You're like, oh, good. It's a cold. Yeah, I was like, great. We're all got a stuffy nose. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that was weird, and it was a long two week. It was a long four weeks for, mm. for hell's sake. Um, and Thanksgiving was very odd to be just our family. I mean, it was unique. We were planning on doing Thanksgiving together, which got as, shot as we, you know, yep. broke here on the, the podcast. Life. It's like, hey, we're going to do Friendsgiving, you know, family and family, and no, didn't not. happen. Didn't happen at all. We followed rules and and did the smart thing, and I guess you know, quote unquote, air quotes, you know. Uh, Made the tough choice, which wasn't a tough choice, but it's the decisions that you yeah. got to make to to make this thing uh, change. So yeah, so we was, did. Wasn't super. It wasn't. The, it wasn't what we wanted, right? Definitely not. I was looking forward to a turkey battle between Chris and I. Yeah. Neither of our turkeys turned out the way we wanted. You didn't so. like yours. It was okay. I've roasted turkeys before. It wasn't my first try. Oh, this is my first go. It just you don't get a really crispy skin when in a roasting pan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so the bird is juicy, but I like a, a crispy skin. I, I think. definitely like crispy, crispy skin, moist innards. Ooh, moist. Moist. Mm. That is a uh, moist. kind of a, um, what's the word I should say? Um, sometimes word offensive word because that um, word? It, they, they think it sounds gross. <laughs> It bugs people. It does bug a lot of people, actually. It's that one of those words, you know. Yeah. It's usually moist, and then the c word are two people that make people cringe. Oh yeah. You know, I don't. They don't bother me either way, but it's a sensitive <laughs> subject sometimes. <laughs> and we've said it a number of times, so I apologize to the listeners. You're welcome. Making you uncomfortable. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> making you uncomfortable. <laughs> Not the other thing. So yeah, we we got through that. It is now we are now in December, and uh, bringing back to the podcast. Did want to talk a little bit in this podcast. It's come up a, a couple times with Chris and I. Mine being a little bit different from Chris's situation. Um, if you guys remember, we talked about November, um, which ended, and we did great. We, we went way past our goal. Um, so thank you for those that donated. Um, that was a super fun year to grow a mustache and then look silly. But the point of that, obviously, is what to, was your goal, and what it was five thousand, and we did five thousand three hundred. Man, thanks everybody that yep. donated to this. And what do you do with your donations? So all the donations go to the Movember charity, and then they split it across five different avenues of research. So for prostate cancer, for men's mental health. Um, oh gosh, I can't even think of the other three off the top of my head. But all all health issues that men typically don't go to the doctor for. Right? Mm-hmm. We try to act tough and don't do anything. Um, but that's kind of where I'm getting back to is, you know, once we got this cold, my plan was to, you know, when I'm, I'm turning, <clears throat> excuse me, turning 40 this year, plan was to go get a full physical just see where I'm at health wise, um, see what changes I need to make, which I know I need to make some, mm-hmm. um, need to get back in shape and eat better and all that fun stuff that we all should do. So that was the plan. And then we got this cold and we had to get tested and I thought, <clears throat> screw it. I'm just going to go find a doctor and just do this now and mm-hmm. just get my blood taken and see where I'm at. So I went in with this cold, which I think had a little bit to do with my high blood pressure, but I was, my blood pressure was like way too high. So the nurse took it, took it twice. Um, cause the first time she's like, Holy shit. She's like, um, I'm going to just stop talking. We're just going to sit here. And were you nervous? I don't know. I must've been huh. cause it was way high. Yeah. She took it again and it was like 20 points lower, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still high and she's like, okay, well that's, that's super high for your age. And I was like, well, my brother and my dad both have high blood pressure and it's something that runs in our family. Um, it's definitely things you can do to fix that. So the doc came in, um, discussed options and, you know, discussed, uh, my cold symptoms and said, yeah, you know, headache can attribute to higher blood pressure, uh, for sure. And you obviously have a headache and don't feel great. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, just monitor your blood pressure for the next while and, uh, gave me a, a beta blocker for the next couple of weeks just to bring it down, just to make sure everything's okay. And then I go back in and hopefully that's not something you have to do forever. No, taking, I don't take a medicine forever. Sucks. Yeah. Man. I don't think I will. Um, I've been monitoring my blood pressure every morning and it's back to normal, which is fantastic. What but, do you have to check it with? So I bought a automatic cuff, cuff huh? off Amazon. Wow. It's just like the one that was in the doctor's office. It's sweet. You just sit there and take your blood pressure, record it, and go about your day. But Interesting. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where I thought to myself, you know, I grew a mustache for an entire month for this reason, right? As a, as a, I don't know, a typical man, I guess you want to say, I, I fought the idea of going back to, you know, going to the doctor and just doing it at all. I've just been like, nah, I'm fine. Like, I got a cold. I got to get tested for COVID, but, you know, I'm healthy. I'm 39 years old. 
I don't need to be worried. But had I not, you know, who knows? Could have been just because I had a cold or it could have been something worse. Um, it's definitely the, the commonplace to be strong and be tough. Yeah. Because what is the alternative to actually going, hey, I need to go get checked out? What is the alternative? What are we in fear of? You know, what's the reciprocity for that? Yeah. I think mine, personally, is the idea that something could be wrong. I think that scares me. On I'm just being honest. I think that deep down inside, okay, what if what if something really truly is wrong? That's truly your internal fear, but what yep. do you think is the social stigma? Oh, and, I don't know. Um, that's, you know, associated with it. Like getting made fun know. of, like, oh, Maybe. stop being a bitch, you know what I yeah. mean? And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Uh, <laughs> but what? stop being such a baby, you know, quit your yeah. whining. That is probably the stigma. Looking like a weaker man to everyone else? Probably. Yeah. Um, which is so stupid. Yep. Um, because it's not worth your life, you know what Absolutely I mean? Absolutely not. I'll be around for a long time. How many men mm-hmm. in particular, and I'm not, not singling us out, but how many people in general – their lives could have been saved by just going to the doctor and getting checked out for whatever their ailment might have been. Yeah. Something as simple as a, a skin lesion that's been bugging them, like, ah, it doesn't bleed, it's fine. Yeah. There's a guy I work with that has been te- tested for COVID. Mm-hmm. He's not, but he's had a cough for like four straight months. He's been coughing for four months? I call him tuberculosis Timmy. Oh, um, boy. Because it's Ooh. ridiculous. Like, dude, ah, it's not bleeding. I'm fine. That's oh, is, is that the point you need to wait till to go get checked out get for? Are you blood. serious? You want to be Doc Holiday <laughs> coughing into the napkin there? TB. I'll be your Huckleberry. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that's part of it. I think, I think, and it, I don't know. I guess it'd be different for me depending on your group of friends, depending on how you grew up. But you know, I think between you and I, I have no problem saying, "Man, there's something wrong. Like I, I need to get checked out." Yeah. Um, but you're right that uh, over sense of something could be dra- catastrophically wrong. Yeah. I'm afraid of what Scares this the shit out of me. could be. Yep. Just because, you know, you just never know. And it, I think deep down for me, that's a, it's a legitimate fear that something could be wrong. But Something or something in particular? No, just something. Okay. Nothing in particular. Um, I don't know. And I, I feel like that's never a good reason or excuse not to get checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but... For me, that's, I think, something I've always struggled with. Be like, well, what if something is, you know, terribly wrong, um, which would suck. But Which would suck, but I'll tell you this, and you know it just as much as I do. Um, what's worse, knowing yeah. now or finding out later and going, Jesus, I wish I would have just went and get checked yeah. out earlier, which Most is, of us don't is do. the, you know, mm-hmm. the hindsight 2020 thing. Yep. Um, that's a good point. I don't know. Um, it's better you do it. And know now, then yeah. figure, well, we're, you're too far along with whatever the situation is mm-hmm. to get it back uh, under control. Yeah. I won't, I won't name names, but a good buddy of mine is a cardiologist. And mm-hmm. um, he's he's pretty blunt, which I appreciate too. And he's just like, yeah, you got to like, you got to eat better and lose some weight, you fatty. Like, just straight. Like, that's, the, I mean, but he's wrong. He's but, not wrong. But he has to say those things. He has to. Otherwise, and he wouldn't be a good that doctor. That makes him a good friend. Yeah. And it's you know what I mean. It's true. It's super true. Um, yeah, those anyway. slaps in the face are like, God damn it, you're right. Oh, he's completely right. And um, <laughs> it's just you know, it's just getting in, into better habits. And you know, you and I may or may not have uh, done some things to our body as young gentlemen that probably weren't great decisions. Couple, 
Can't do that as much at our age. Onesie twosie. A onesie twosies. <laughs> a day. A, a day. So anyway, uh, on the flip note, flip side, flip note, man. There you go. Jeez. Jeez. We know what you mean. Flip side of that, you have a story, which I, I got pretty upset with you. I about. do? Yeah. Oh, boy. B- about not yeah, asking for uh, things. Not asking for help. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible about it. Um, Clearly. I, I know I am. I know I have an issue for, I think, a number of the same reasons. Because of what it might, you know, what people might think if I ask for help. And this yeah. had nothing to do with my health. Um, this was just work that needed to be done around my house. Mm-hmm. We poured a ton of concrete in the backyard. And I will say it's been nothing but uh, bad things that have occurred since. Yeah. And it put a ton of work into it since. Um, and I didn't ask for help because... It would make me seem like I'm helpless and can't do it myself. So I spent mm-hmm. three weeks on my own just doing it. It was stupid. Yep. But <laughs> but but it, there's there's so much that's involved with that too. Not only the part where uh, you're you're weak, helpless, and you can't do it yourself. But I didn't want to also burden anybody else with the. It also made me feel less. Uh, of a man's man that I had a, a shitty contractor come out and do the work. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Through no fault of my own, but yep. why those stupid things creep into your head when you, you have, you know, work done. No, I get it. It's stupid. It's one I think that's why we're talking about it now. That's why we're talking about the dad life podcast. I'm sure there's plenty of dads out there that have a hard time asking for help. And I think the reason I brought it up is because I found out obviously through our, our wives. Um, and I thought, well, what the hell? I wish Chris would have called me. You weren't the only one. I would have come over and been happy to help. We heard lots. I heard that from lots of good people. And uh, that's just what it made me feel is there's a lot of good people that could have. Yeah. And, and I should would. have asked for help because it would have been a ton easier and faster. And Yeah. But I didn't because I have a problem. So <laughs> ask that's the for first help. Step. You know what I mean? That's um, the first step, dude. Yeah. Admit that you have a problem. Gosh, dang, it's hard. It is hard. Um, you need help with this? <laughs> I got a funny. So <laughs> speaking of help, I think this is a hilarious story that Courtney and I have shared many times. So obviously when you get married, you're not just marrying your wife. You're marrying into another family, right? Yeah, so, which you don't immediately get to experience right away. Yeah. And one of those things, which I didn't realize when we got married, was you also deal with what <clears throat> your wife or husband has done their entire lives with their parents. And what I mean by that is, you know, we bought a house. Our first house was a house that was a foreclosure that the bank had come in and, you know, just kind of slapped some paint on and threw in some new carpet and called it good. Resold it. We bought it. Had some issues that needed to be worked on. It was an older house. Mm -hmm. And I consider myself fairly handy when certain things, um, you know, I framed houses and, you know, some jobs I feel like I easily can do. But sure. Didn't have any experience with like electrical or, or plumbing for that matter. Okay. And I remember, and I don't remember if it was like specifically a light bulb, but I swear there was one time like a light bulb had gone out and Courtney had called her dad to come change it. And I lost it because I was like, it wasn't a light bulb. It was something else. Sure, but sure. it was something like a light bulb. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, what do you mean? What are you calling your dad for? Like, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just funny because, you know, she had worked with her dad on so many projects growing up. She was always kind of the go-to in that family as far as being dad's helper. Okay. Um, it was just it was just like a, her go-to. And I feel like going back to, you know, 
not being able to ask for help. I have grown from, oh, it bugs the crap out of me. My father-in-law is going to come over and help to being calling him and like, I need some freaking help because he just has years of experience that That's I don't interesting. have. Interesting, Yeah. And it's interesting that you said it's your father-in-law. My dad, I love my dad. My dad's not super handy. No? Um, no. I just had have had the same experiences. My dad is on the East Coast. Yeah, So super far there away. was no uh, opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. But um, my father-in-law has stepped up for us huge in a number of ways for those types of things, man. Yeah. Electrical and I've, I've learned a ton. So yep. it's just interesting. You know, it's crazy how experience. that works. It is crazy. No, my dad taught me everything. I mean – Outdoors wise, my dad killed it. I mean, we were an outdoor family and you yeah. know, my dad worked for the Forest Service. So clearly we, I mean, I skied from a very young age um, sure. just because of my dad's job. Um, yeah. And so on that aspect, you know, um, you know, learning to tie knots and, you know, building a fire and all the survival skills and all that fun stuff my dad's an expert at. But yeah, I didn't learn plumbing or electrical from my dad. And um, I mean, he's not inept. He can do it. But he doesn't have the master skills that yeah. know, a lot of people do. Um, so, yeah, I learned a lot from my father-in-law. And now, it's just nice to be, like, if something breaks, um, it's nice to be like, oh, yeah, I can fix that. And I know it's fixable and I know how to fix it. It's not like, oh, shit, like, that's $1,000 just mm-hmm. to have somebody come look at it. Mm-hmm. So, that that part's good. And it's um, interesting how um, here we are sitting and talking about the intangible things we've gained from our father's growing up and then I guess you could say your, you know, father-in-law, you yeah. know, by marriage, the things that you've learned, um, a lot of times not even asking for, you just, you just have gained through, through the experiences you've had together, um, yeah. that you are now doing the same thing for your children without even knowing it. They're yeah. going to grow up and they're going, yeah, my dad taught me this. And you'd be like, I did. I don't remember teaching them that. It's just how it came to be, you know what I yeah. mean? It's just existing together, but they learn stuff from you. So it's, there's so much of that, that that occurs that you don't realize until you're halfway through life. And you're going, holy shit. Yeah. I learned this from my dad. It's yep. pretty cool shit, you know? It's like the best part of being a dad, in my opinion. I was changing the, the brake pads on the truck and Jack was in and out of the house and he was like, dad, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm changing these brake pads. Do you want to help? And he's like all about it. You know, he only lasted one tire. He didn't stay for all four. It's a long process. It's a long process, but it was just fun to be like, yeah, this is exactly how, you know, I remember doing things with my dad Mm -hmm. um, and just was interested in what he was doing at the time and got to help him and see how he did it. And we never changed brake pads together, but it's fun to do it with Jack and show him, like explain to him what a brake pad is and how a car works. And it's just, I think that's the best part of being a dad by far. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I, um, I wish I had been more in the mind state as a young adult, you know, and then teenager to where I wanted to learn because my dad always would say, hey, come on out and I'll teach you this. Yeah. And I was just like not in the right headspace. I'm yep. like, nah, screw that shit. You know, and I'd rather go do something else than hang out on a Saturday and go learn how to weld or, yeah. you know, run the electric or fix the brake pads. All of those things I – I'm I'm regretting now. Yeah. Because it would have been time spent in those intangible things that you can't get back, but yep. then the knowledge gained from it I didn't take the advantage of. So <laughs> Do you find yourself turning into your dad on certain things? How can you not? I'm dude? just wondering. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
I re- <laughs> has your wife ever called you by your father's name? No. Well, I mean, not on purpose, not like by accident, but just to piss me off. Yes. That's what I mean. In a fight. Yes. Why is it always go to there? Yeah, like, good job, Steve. Yeah, yep, and you're and like, like, ooh, what the wow, hell? What's with the low blow there, yeah, I'm not lady? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's interesting. <laughs> I do the same thing though, to her. So I, Do you? Oh, yeah. See, I, ooh, dude. I've only done it a couple times. I get hit with the bone. Yeah. I mean, your wife is a hitter. Mm-hmm. I will say that. She's, she hits. Only to me. Um, <laughs> I'm the only one she beats. She beats but Chris. I, she, she gets it all this out. This is a call for help. Anyone out there, please help Chris. Get his ass kicked all the time. Yeah. Um, no, I found myself, and I, you, your story with your dad reminded me of, of mine growing up, because my dad was very meticulous about the lawn, right? That was kind of, you know, as I got older, obviously, I started mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. But he always did the trim because he wanted the trim the way he wanted the trim. Like the trim, what? Explain. Just the edges, the edging. Oh, the edging. Yep. So he like would, with an actual blade or doing it with the weed whacker? Started off with the blade. So we never had a weed whacker. We actually had the blade That's way by hand. For edging, by the way. And then we got, you know, obviously as time went on, we got one. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, he would always, that was his thing. And then I would always pick up the dog shit, right? Because it wasn't his dog. Yay. So now that. My kids, I mean, they're not mowing the lawn yet, but they've, they've wanted to come out and help. Mm-hmm. And I just I have these flashbacks. You know, you talked about not wanting to do stuff because it's Saturday and you want to go hang out with your buddies or whatever. And I'm, Yeah, I'm regret. I, full regret. Yep. Dad, if you're listening, bummed out, dude. <laughs> so I just, every time I, I mow my lawn, I have that moment. Just be like, yeah, I, I, there's some things I wish I would have not taken for granted at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could in stupid shit like picking up sticks in the yard after a windstorm. Hated doing it. Forced. Forced to do it. And you're pissed, but you did it, and then you might have learned something. And it was time with my dad. Yep. So, and that's what I was, was my next thing. There were times where I didn't have a choice. It's no, come outside, and we're doing this project. You're like swearing the whole time in your yep. head, and you know, hating every second. But I remember learning things that. I'll know forever because of it, right? Absolutely. So you don't know that at no, the time. Um, you have no idea. Do you, did you have a regular occurring chore growing up? Did you have like a chore chart? Is that how your house worked? I never had worked? a chore chart, but if I wanted any kind of money for my parents before I started working, because I started working at 15, but before that, if I wanted any kind of money, um, my mom would just be like, all right, well, these are the five things that I need you to do, mm-hmm. and I'll give you five bucks. Do you uh, remember what age she started? Doing I was, stuff because it's hard to know when is too early or when is the right age. I don't know if there's too early because you can start with small things, yeah. but those things become more work for mom and dad. But it's a teachable yeah. moment, which those opportunities present themselves and you see them, they're fleeting. You see them pass by, they're like, oh, this could be a teachable moment, but it's going to require this much more effort yep. and time. And you're like, ah, screw that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're 100%. Right. Um, not 12 or 13, probably. Okay. Because, you know, I wanted to go buy something from, we had this awesome convenience store for those that are from Utah that remember the King's convenience stores, a fantastic place of like a mini Walmart back in the day. Just had everything. It was a general store that okay. had an awesome toy aisle and an awesome candy aisle. And Could you get candy for like a dime? Oh, yeah. You nice. got all kinds of stuff for cheap and... You know, I always remember taking my bike down there and, and wanting to buy stuff there. So that was what I'd use my money for. But yeah, I'd say probably 12 or 13. I started, you know, actually wanting to get some chores done so I could get some, some money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think vacuuming was always the biggest one. I, 
but it's stuck in my head that like my mom did not want to vacuum the stairs. So it was like her thing hmm. to not do. So it was always left to, to me to do. Garbage. I mean, that was garbage once a week. Yeah, um, that was easy. Mowing the lawn. We had the, um, we had a multitude of old mowers that kind of just seemed to collect in the, in the shed in the backyard. Yeah. We had the old one where you'd push and it'd be rotary. Oh, no way. Yeah. We would cut baselines in our backyard baseball diamond yeah, with yeah. that rotary one because it would cut them super short. That's it was how, pretty cool, but it was heavy. One. It was a heavy, Is heavy bastard and had these wooden handles on it. And the thing would spin crazy fast. Are they, are they hard? I've never pushed one. Are they hard to push? They're like, heavy. They're just um, heavy. And, you know, as a 11, 12-year-old kid where I was, you know, sticks, you know, bony, yeah. it was it was hard to, to push along. But, yeah, especially once you got into, like, thicker grass because yeah. you, if you didn't come at it with some with some speed, you just, just stuck. And just, you'd stop. <laughs> <laughs> but mowing the lawn was one garbage and the dishwasher – before we got a dishwasher, was actually washing dishes. Yep. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, this is just fun back memories. Um, this has nothing to do with chores, but I think it's hilarious. So we grew up, as I'm sure you did as well, with a, a rotary dial TV. So, you know, you'd have to phone. go. You have to go, of course, phone. But you go up to the TV and, you know, click the channels. And then uh, we finally got a remote control TV, and I think my brother and I, my mom, all bought it for my dad for a Christmas gift. That's a big it was deal, a game changer. So then, when we got the new TV, I think I can't remember exactly what happened, but I, I remember going to school and my mom saying, "Well, your dad is getting or looking at satellite cable TV." Whoa, game changer, right? Satellite TV back then was like an actual it was, humongous dish. I want to say it's cable. It wasn't satellite. It was cable. Okay, it was cable. Okay, but either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, more than the six channels that we actually got. Mm-hmm. So I remember coming back home from school, walking and just stoked out of my mind, like, oh my gosh, I get to watch so many new channels. Nickelodeon. Yes. And go to my mom and my mom says, oh no, we, did, we didn't get cable. Like, well, why did, why didn't we get cable? I said, well, your dad was home and the cable guy came and told your father that he would have to drill a hole through his house because they weren't allowed to do it. So basically, the cable company said, "We'll run the cable to the outside of your home. You will then now have to run it inside of your home for whatever reason. Whatever you know, I wasn't there. Hmm. That was the the reason my dad told him to to leave. So we never got cable. They got satellite when they finally moved to uh, their home they're in now. When I was a junior in college, sophomore, finally got sophomore. cable. That's when they got a uh, dish. Okay, I didn't have cable or or satellite growing up either. We had. The three mains. Yep. NBC, CBS, ABC. Yep. We had Did you have Fox? PBS and Fox. Um, I think we may have had Fox, but I it was only four or five stations. We had yep. like I said, the PBS, which is what we watched Sesame Street on, and that was it. It was very um, limited. It was limited. And you had to obviously watch when shit came on. There was no recording device, no. you know what I mean? Do you remember your first VCR? Yeah, my dad. Do uh, you remember the first thing this. you watched on it? I don't remember the first thing. I, well, yeah, I, I think it was a Disney movie. My I dad actually the very first movie borrowed one from the government. Oh yeah, it never went back. Oh, <clears throat> was it one of the top loading bastards? Yep. Wow, those were expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they still have it. Well, they borrowed it. It's still on loan. It. Hey, um, you do forty-five years of service. You deserve a VCR. A VCR. A video cassette recorder. Oh man, yeah, it was. Uh, 
when we got, I remember getting that remote for the first time and just not to have to get up because you know your dad would use you as a remote, which I'm sure you got the. Of course. Go change the channel. Hey, go change the channel. Fix the tracking. Yeah, go fix the antenna. <laughs> go with, hold it. No, don't move. With, with the tin foil yeah. on it. Don't move. Yeah, yeah, the bunny ears. Our kids will never have to deal with. I mean, my kids love them to death, but they're like, "There's nothing on." I'm like, "You got to be kidding me." Or if you're watching a, a show that you can't fast forward, oh, they lose their mind. And they there's a commercial. Skip it. Uh, like, no, no, it's live TV. Yeah, this is you ungrateful bastard. This no, real life. There's no <laughs> skipping the commercial. Sorry. Yeah, that was. I we could do a whole episode about uh, TV back in the day. But I, I will say the one thing. I mean, anytime I think about TV, I remember watching um, Star Trek at ten o'clock p.m. every night. The next generation. Yep, because it came on channel thirteen and is the one channel I got in my room. Um, because I that got, been I got thir- that. That would have been Fox. Fox. I got okay. that old rotary. So yeah, we TV. we definitely had Fox because I remember Star watching Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I I remember being able to. Yeah, that was the only thing on that I actually got in my room. So I watched a shit ton of Star Trek. We have strayed. Well, we strayed big time, big time, and we're overtime, and we're overtime. Um, so ra- hey, wrap we, us up. We stayed on track for quite some time. We did. Pretty I feel good. like our listeners would be very proud of us. Um, and not only that, but we hit some. You know, some personal shit We today. hit some deep cuts today. Yeah. Like, Dad, thanks for shit that you taught us and you didn't even know. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate the time you took to actually show us yep. because that was more work than the actual job was. Mm-hmm. And God bless my wife's dear heart for always forcing me to do so with our own children because most of the time I'm just like, I just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. This is going to take twice as long, but we now do it. Um so, yeah, ask for help when you need ask it. For help. It could save your life. Go to the doctor. It can mend relationships. Yep. All of the above, it's important. Um, before we go, a couple things uh, on a merch note. Merch note. We have got all your requests for these awesome koozies. So you are, you have been heard. They are on their way. We have been in kind of a shit, co- shit COVID storm. So mm-hmm. apologies. We got your request. Um because we'll, we only do this, we only do this face to face. Yeah, we don't do this. We don't do that remote shit. We tried; it didn't work. We didn't. We did it once, and it didn't work. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, merch. Reach out, um, and the ones that requested them will get them. They will. And we appreciate all of the emails we received from the answer to our previous uh, podcast question, which is, "What is the function of the prostate?" Of the prostate. We found out. By a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. You all got it right. So good job. Everybody Way did. Way to Google that shit. I know. Good job. GTS. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> on that note, we can't wait uh, till you come back for our next episode. But until then, stay positive and love your life. Later.